the question is, um, how do you manage yourself? Um, I guess if you go about the music industry having no idea what you're doing, bottom line, you're going to get screwed over. Like being completely clueless or having no clue what the people around you are supposed to be doing can get you screwed over. Like you really can be lost out there not knowing, you know, if you're on the right path. And though sometimes you don't really, you're not completely sure that you're on the right path, but you at least have a direction that you're going into until you start to meet people or to have more conversations. And as you learn and progress more, um, you have to know this business. You at least have to know uh, who you can uh, trust based on, you know, not just what they know, but what they do. Um, but having no clear, you know, understanding about the business that you're in, that, that's, that could be dangerous to you. It could be very detrimental. So, um, how to manage it yourself, um, is first taking that mantle to know that it's going to be a journey in learning the business, right? Learn the business that you're in. So though it's not an absolute certainty that, you know, you'll get screwed over. Likely others around you, you know, don't have your best, your best interests at heart, you know, so it's not a, a, an automatic that you will get screwed over, but those that don't have your best interests at heart, you know, can, you know, lead you down a path that, you know, it's it's difficult to come back from, but you can, um, somehow, some way you have to protect yourself and your biggest weapon in this business is your knowledge of the business. So there are, you know, three lessons that I'll give you. First one is the lessons you live. Second one is the lessons you observe. The third one is the lessons you read or hear about. So the, the lessons you live, honestly, the lessons you live are the best lessons to learn from, right? You learn from experience, the steps you take, the mistakes you make and the success you accomplish and failures are the lessons that never leave you. The lessons are not only rooted in the expansion of your knowledge, but also in your feelings. Everything that you felt while participating in an activity is inscribed in your brain. It will be hard to ever forget when you know that feeling, right? The remarkable thing about feeling is that when you do the exact same thing the next time, you'll be reminded of that feeling, that passion. That passion becomes a chance for you to decide to keep going or to alter what you do next to get a different result. So you can learn from your own trial and error and make adjustments every time, right? Have you ever like, you know, perhaps like been in a breakup, right? And you know, your heart was hurting, you know, you were heartbroken, you, you, you're feeling down on yourself. What did I do? What could I have done better? This, that, and the third, you might have cried, you might have gotten angry, whatever feelings or emotions that you, you went through. But when that storm passed, you remember how that felt. And do you remember how you promised yourself you would never allow yourself to get there again, right? You now remember what that feels like. So when that emotion you know, rears its head again, right? Or those opportunities that might lead to that. You remind yourself, what could I do differently here 
You know, maybe it's me being a better person. Maybe it's me getting away from this toxic individual because I'm accepting, you know, something that's harmful or hurtful to me, right? That's the same thing. It's a lesson that you live that now you use to protect yourself or to completely remove the barriers or obstacles so you can go full force in your commitment, you know, to to being better or to having that for yourself. A lot of times we get to an opportunity in which we're so scared to see what's on the other side of the wall. But honestly, what's on the other side of the wall is exactly what brought you here. You need to get over there. Right. It's not just 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 seeing, oh, I have options. It's green on the other side. It's I don't know what's over there. But for me to be able to feel what that feels like, I have to remove myself from this comfort zone, from this complacency. And maybe I can add what I learn on the other side to my comfort zone. And now that is my new life. Some things you got to let go. Some things you got to put, you know, you can put forth into the next level. I always give my, my, my kids this example when it comes to a bookshelf, right? You have a whole bookshelf full of books. It's only so many books that can fit up there, right? But you find a new opportunity. That means you're going to have to remove something that's not bringing you as much value. Take that off and you place it with a new opportunity. Your bookshelf is still full. It's still stacked. And there's more value there. But you only get that from the lessons that you live. Second one, lessons you observe. Observation is a crucial learning tool. You can watch how something works and apply it to your own experiments and to your own life. You don't necessarily have to burn your hand to see if something is hot. If you, you know, watch something else or watch someone else put their hand there and they get burned, obviously you don't want to touch it. So observe others' mistakes and make the adjustments not to make the same mistakes. You can observe someone else's accomplishments as well and learn some valuable lessons like watching a mentor of yours at work or someone more knowledgeable than you in a particular field. You can watch how they work, and how they approach a process and learn from it, learn their process, right? Get it to where you are able to do it step by step. And then naturally you will start to think of ways to make it more efficient and to make it better, right? On your own. So you're just using them as a guide. So your ability to observe and apply what you've seen is a powerful, powerful skill I've used my entire life. I'm, I'm the youngest of my brothers. They're, they're multiple years uh, ahead of me, six, seven, five and seven years older than me. So I was always the little guy. So I didn't have a choice of, you know, jumping in and participating because I was so small. I had to watch. I had to observe. I had to see where my opportunities would lie for me to be able to be of value, right? And that was even just to, you know, play basketball with them. My brothers have no idea how accomplished I felt being able to be chosen by them to play alongside them and pick up games and, and games in our neighborhood just to be able to play with them. I've watched them for, for so long that being able to feed their strengths brought me, brought value to the team, but they saw value in me, right? So the quicker you're able to recognize and use what you've learned efficiently, the further ahead, you know, you'll be than the competition, right? So acknowledge your ability to learn, right? And, and really commit to that, right? So learn efficiently, 
you'll be ahead of the competition the more that you know above anyone else. Or you both may know the same thing, but you may do it better, right? You may bring more value because not that you might bring it, you might be able to do it quicker. You might be able to do it, you know, more effectively. You might use a little bit more time, but it's more accurate. Like you, There are different ways for you to be ahead of the competition. Sometimes somebody just might be super talented naturally, but you know how to outwork them right they don't put in the time that you put in right in which the time that you put in has allowed you to gain even more experience than what they know naturally so watch others at work and adopt the useful information you think you'll be able to apply uh, to what you do in your craft and then the last thing is the lessons uh, you read or hear about So the music industry is filled with all sorts of horror stories from bands being taken advantage of by managers or record labels. Uh, Whatever you've heard or read about in the music business, it has some level of truth to it. I won't lie. Learn from other people's experiences and study up on how to protect yourself. All right. The best lessons still come from the ones you live through. At first, you'll be wearing a lot of hats. Right. When you're, you know, trying to manage yourself. Right. You'll be wearing pretty much all the hats when you're trying to manage yourself. You're the artist. You're, you know, if you're making a beat, you're the beat maker, you're the producer. Um, you're also the engineer doing the mixing and mastering. Right. You're also doing all the negotiations. Right. Um, with If you're leasing or buying exclusive beats or anything like that. Uh, when people are trying to book you, you're, you're looking at shows, you're looking at events, spaces, you're putting on your own shows or you're just, you know, uh, applying for open mics or showcases. Sometimes you have to pay for those. Sometimes you'll uh, be showing up and, you know, you Sorry, pay for just... Oops. <laughs> you'll have to pay for uh, rehearsals, you know, practice with your band like you're handling every aspect. Right. You're managing yourself. You're booking your own shows. You're registering your cop- copyrights. You know, you're you're um, uh, putting doing your admin work for your uh, performance rights organizations, right? And a lot of this stuff becomes easier as you know it. But when you are managing yourself, it, it can be a lot. It's like, oh man, I got to do this, and then I got to do that, and I got to do that, and I got to do that. But do know, you don't have to be the producer and the engineer unless you want to be. Right. Management or managing yourself is managing your time, managing your capabilities. Right. If it's not a skill set that you, you know, particularly do well, if you don't have the money. Right. Then you got to work on relationships, build relationships with others to see if they would be able to, you know, get you some things which you wouldn't have to pay for. I have to pay a, a discounted price based on that relationship because you now believe in them and they believe in you. Right. You believe in each other and you all making it. So those are opportunities in which in managing yourself, you can delegate, you can outsource. Right. It's how you manage your time. It's how you manage um, your emotions uh, as well as your your instincts in meetings, in encounters. Right. So you don't have to be the producer and the engineer, you know, unless you want to be. As you add team members to your squad, it's of importance that, you know, you understand their role and what's expected in that position. You know, you lived it. So you know what to expect. Right. So when you add team members, you're adding team members to a role that you, you know, you you know pretty well. You know, you don't have to know everything, but you can know, 
you know, what goes where and how it's supposed to go or how you deem it's supposed to go. And you can learn from them if they're the expert or if they have more uh, knowledge and experience in that. And that's fantastic. But knowing that, yeah, you, you don't want to just hire somebody. Yeah, yeah, I could do that for you. And then you go hire them and they have no idea what they're doing. And you don't have any idea that they don't know what they're doing because you never knew it in the first place. So do your research first. Understand what it is that you're asking others to do when you are delegating to them. And if you know, do it yourself, see how hard it is, see what troubles you ran into, you know, and bring that that level of experience to where you're like, you know what, this is not something I can, you know, continue to do. Let me outsource this. But when you outsource and you're interviewing uh, people, professionals or, or companies to take over a task or an objective for you, you got to let them see that you know what you're looking for and what you expect of them making sure that what they're to do for you is measurable so you can be able to check off all right are these things really getting done someone says oh yeah i can get you on um i can promote you to our three million people on social media that's all fine and dandy we know how social media works you know what's the engagement rate Right? You're pushing this stuff out there, but what's the engagement rate? How much of that is coming back? Do you have the analytics on, on the clicks, right? On, you know, what are people engaging with? Are they just, they're a bunch of bots just hitting like, you know, seeing, you know, 500,000 likes and seeing two comments, <laughs> you already know something's going on, right? It's not directly, directly proportional to witness that kind of success like where's the engagement i'd love to see more comments or an even number of comments to likes and we know some people just don't say anything but you can't say i'm I'm sending this out to three million people and i got two comments you know like where's the efficiency so ask more questions and and utilize you know what you've learned from others mistakes i remember there was a, a story about a woman uh i believe a model she had had all these fans on Instagram and when she released like a t-shirt or a t-shirt line or a clothing or something she had you know like 1.2 million followers and like 36 people bought her t-shirt wasn't expensive it just these fans weren't really engaged these followers weren't engaged and not to say that they were bots or anything like that but they weren't the audience she wanted to speak to that was willing to buy her product 1.2 million people and 36 people bought your your t-shirt like that's that's saying there was a disconnect in in that engagement right there was possibly some some disingenuous in individuals or accounts there right that that were just there you know just to see you probably but never wanted to uh buy a product or to invest so you're giving them something that you didn't really check with them or, or create a hype for that they would want or be willing to invest in and that's what you have to test for so managing yourself it's a lot I, i'm not gonna hold you but to be honest if you have the right guidance it's not impossible and i know <laughs> i know a lot of artists that you know i was able to speak to i was able to have consultations with uh, and really push that dynamic in them managing themselves for a while feeling the pressures on what they needed to learn and once they understood that then they understood the help that they needed then they were able to move not just from 
you know, skipping the step of getting a manager. They skipped that step and went to, well, now I want to just run the company. Now I want to be a CEO. I want to run the operation. So they went from working in the business to working on their business and bringing on people that would help within the operations, you know, and, and, and that always made me always made me smile uh, for them to then, you know, see their see their status now as a business to take the, their careers to next level. So if you're lucky enough to become, you know, the most sensational music professional or, or, or artist or producer in the music industry, you'll have legions of people trying to duplicate your success blueprint. Right? If you figure out how to do this, there are people that are going to copy you. They are going to look at you. They're going to try to live through you. They're going to try to observe you. They're going to try to read or hear about you. And they're going to try to duplicate your blueprint. So everything you've learned in many respects is on display by the sheer enormity of your success and fame. So you're literally teaching lessons to others and you don't even know it. So what I would say to you as, you know, as a future uh, possible revenue stream is those that want to copy what you're doing. You can then teach it to others. Okay, not saying you have to create a course or, you know, uh, have something that you're just hawking at the wind. You might want to write a book. You might want to do interviews. You might want to have, you know, a master class. But basically your journey, someone else is also going through and they're looking at your story to figure out their uh, next step or their opportunity or their pathway. So whatever you're doing, what you're working on, write it down. Keep a track of it. Um, something that you may have to revisit or may want to revisit in the future, but also because others uh, may see that as value that they may want for themselves. And now you just created a new revenue stream, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, thanks uh, for listening. But of course, uh, managing yourself, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot, but um, it's not impossible. And I encourage every person, especially starting out to do it. Um, just ask for some guidance on what to, to focus on. But as these things keep coming to you in different situations and opportunities, just keep learning from them. The more you know, the more you learn, that's going to be your greatest weapon in understanding the business that you're in. 